We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who has her ex stuck on repeat. But before we give... But before we get into it, we want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We are professional. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's get into our letter. So our letter today comes from Lost Critter, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Forest. Hi, Sam and Sierra. They say sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, and right now I am so deep in my forest that I am hoping in your infinite wisdoms you might have the bird's eye view I need to find my way out. I, she, her, began dating my ex, she, her, earlier this year. On paper, we were perfect, our core values, personality traits, and life goals being aligned, and things were wonderful at first. However, we both have our own mental health problems, long-term self-esteem issues for myself, and childhood trauma and addiction issues for her. She was in recovery when we began dating, taking her sobriety seriously, and she had done enormous amounts of work on herself to resolve her past trauma, and felt like she was ready to date again after a year of working on herself. For my part, I was feeling better about myself than I had in years, and everything seemed to fall in place perfectly. However, the relationship got rocky fast. Her walls were up so high it was hard for me to feel close to her, and she never seemed to have time for me. 
This left me feeling unwanted by her and my self-esteem started to plummet. She also had a minor relapse shortly after we got together. We had really good deep chats about how this affected me and she was really receptive to hearing me out and working together on how we could both be happy. Unfortunately, she was wonderful at discussion, but terrible at follow through. She would Mm. tell me beautiful things about the future she wanted for us and then cancel or rearrange on me frequently. We never once had a sleepover, showered together, and rarely had sex despite her insistence that this is what she wanted. I was patient and understanding, but I didn't fully realize how deeply the inconsistency was hurting me until after we broke up. It finally ended when there was a death in her family, and in grief, she lashed out at me and pushed me out of her life completely. After two weeks of nearly no contact, despite my every attempt to be there for her, she told me that we needed to break up as she wasn't ready for a relationship as she thought. At first, I was devastated and punished myself for not having done better in the relationship. However, Mm. after a few weeks, I started to get angry, so angry, I could hardly stand the thought of her. My therapist says this was me finding myself of self-respect again and shows that I'm finally ready to put myself first. She has also genuinely apologized for how her behavior affected me, but the anger hasn't faded. We stayed in contact daily and caught up regularly at first. Yes, I know, spectacularly dumb idea, but are currently (laughs) no contact, her idea. The problem is she has a rich, fulfilling life with a large friend group and spends most of her spare time out socializing. While I have very few friendships due to my low self-esteem, I am left with empty weekends thinking about her and how much I inexplicably want her back. It's like I have a radio tuned to her in my head with the volume on a spring. I can turn it down for a while, but whether it's two minutes or two hours, she is back again looping through my brain on repeat. We were together three months and have been split for two, but I am in almost as much pain as when we broke up. Time supposedly heals all wounds, but it hasn't put a dent in this one. And I don't know why I'm still grieving when we have been apart for two thirds as long as we were together. I'm working on my codependency and attachment issues. I journal, meditate daily, practice gratitude and mindfulness. I'm working so hard on myself. So why isn't anything helping? I know she never intended to hurt me, but I can't stop these waves of anger and sadness dragging me out to see endlessly. How can I find a pathway forward to healing and forgiveness? Most importantly, how do I turn this stupid radio off? Thank you both for being eternally wonderful to all of us little critters. Love from the forest. L.C. Oh, little critter. I love that name. (laughs) Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this heartbreak pickle um i'm so honored to answer it you know i think it's just the most human urge in us to you know to blame ourselves and feel emotionally fraught um when someone who is arguably difficult to love uh asks us to love them and then we are incapable like we we internalize that as our failing even though the people that come in and out of our lives can be uniquely difficult you know little critter like this this person sounds really challenging so it makes a lot of sense to me that not only did you have this sort of whiplash emotional response to you know, the breakup, but now that, now that you're out of the woods a little bit, you're feeling this deep anger for 
how it all went down. That 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 makes sense to me in terms of like the emotional spectrum of of our of our hearts. I think that you're in the place in a breakup right now where you feel like you're going to feel this intensely forever. And I d- I'm not trivializing anything by saying you won't you won't feel this way forever. Because in fact, I know how hard it is right now in this moment. <laughs> and the idea that time heals all wounds is so fucking worthless in the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. In the present moment when these emotions are so big and so heavy. Um, so we are going to hopefully give you some more perspective to make this heavy time um, a little less lonely. Mm-hmm a little more empowering. Um, But first, we're going to take a a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karakal jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Uh, Lost Critter, again, thanks for, for writing to us. Um, you know, I... I just want to say that like, I think that your therapist is right about this feeling of anger yeah. that you're having. Um, and I, I know that like anger is like not a, always a pleasant uh, emotion to experience. Um, especially for, I think somebody who sounds like is kind of self-effacing and maybe hasn't like spent a lot of time in anger. Um, but I do think that like this anger that you're feeling towards, uh, this ex of yours is, really understandable and justified. Right. Right. Like, and we can sort of sit in the reality of, you know, she was trying the best that she could with the tools and, and resources she had available to her. She's a full complex human with lots of full complex things happening in her life. And that doesn't mean that what she did wasn't hurtful and wasn't mean spirited and wasn't cruel right. to you. So I want to say that like this anger that you're feeling, I think is really tied to the idea of you deserve better, right? You don't deserve yeah. to be treated like this. You don't deserve to be hurt in this way. And so I, I, you know, anger, I think is one of those really bright emotions that can be really scary for us. But I also think that like, sometimes the anger needs to just burn through itself, right? Like, as opposed to trying to like put it down or like make it smaller, like just let it all, all happen, right? You deserve to right. be angry about this. You absolutely do. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that this thing that you're having about like, I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm doing all of these things. I'm practicing this mindfulness. And I want to say that like, it's really obvious that you're doing that because you are coming yes. to this situation with an awareness of the emotions that you're experiencing. Right. Like, yes. and I, and I'm thinking that is what this journaling, this reflective, this meditative practice is about. You know, it's not just like a guess I'll meditate and then I won't feel the thing anymore. You are on a journey right now because you're telling us what you're feeling and why, which before right. you were doing some of this practice around therapy, around all of the, the journaling, the, the mindfulness that you were doing, you may have just reacted and in those emotions, as opposed to taking a step back and looking at them and saying, Ooh, here's what I'm feeling. Here's where it's coming from. Here's my understanding of it. So you're doing the work, even though I feel I can totally hear that it's like not getting rid of anything, right? It's not necessarily yes, making you totally. feel better, but that ability to pause and to look at the patterns, to look at the emotions that you're feeling, that's, that's it, right? Like that. Yeah. And it may be at this point, it's like, it may be harder to go beyond that and that's okay too. But like the fact that you're responding from this, from a place of your understanding of your sense of self 
is really good. It's excellent. As opposed to just responding yes. from emotions and self-effacing or keying her car or whatever it might be that like we want right. to just react from. You're actually looking at those emotions in, in a meaningful and I would say like mature way, which I think is really wonderful. And I wanted to share something um, that I have been processing through that will hopefully make you feel some camaraderie or, I don't know, more understanding or maybe you just like to listen to me talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I know you're at this place of anger. And like Sam said, this is a fruit of your emotional labor. Like you are moving through these feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not avoiding them. You're feeling them. You're naming them. You're claiming them. Um, And they're all justified. Uh, But when I read your letter, I thought about this revelation I had recently, and maybe it will help. Um, There are a small handful of people in my life that are important to me, whether, you know, because of who they are to me or history that we share or whatever. But the revelation is that they are uniquely difficult people. (laughs) And that might sound like a simple revelation, but that allowing myself to sit in the full understanding that these few people make me feel more challenged, more frustrated, more incapable than anyone else. And that it's not a normal reaction that I have with them. And these are all people that I've had relationships with for at least 10 years or more, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, some of them my whole life. And just coming to this, understanding that no matter how hard I loved them, no matter how hard I tried to communicate to them or, or, or be different for them or meet them where they're at (laughs) or Mm -hmm. understand them or love them, no matter how hard I tried, they were just difficult to love Mm. and they were just difficult people to be in relationship with. They are currently, I'm in relationship with them. And again, this might all sound very simple and you're like into your healing process. So you're like, yeah, I get it. I know my ex was hard to love, but I just want to give you permission to feel that in your whole body, just in case you don't already that like, It is not because you failed anything and it is not, you know, because these people are terrible people, um, but they are uniquely challenging to be in relationship with one another or with, with another person. Um, That doesn't make them less deserving, but it does make them, it makes it harder. And, and I don't know, I think I was telling my wife about this and she said it sounds like you're finally letting yourself matter in those relationships Mm. by just acknowledging that they're difficult instead of shouldering it instead of saying like oh well i just need to understand them more oh well we had a lot of conflict because we were too similar or like instead just saying you know there are other relationships in my life that come way easier than this Mm. and those relationships are in the majority these people are the minority, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and maybe that's what I want you to take from this, that there are there's an abundance of people out there that will not present this level of challenge when come when, when it comes to intimacy, connection, communication, affection and love. Like, For sure. 
you know, we say there's a love out there that won't make you work so hard. And I think I mean it and believe it the most right now in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) today as in July 2023, because I'm really realizing that like some people and they're not better or worse than us. Right. But some people require so much work and and folks like you and me, little critter, like we'll shoulder all of that work until we can't until our backs break. Right. I'm so glad that you're no longer in that place where you have to work so hard for something that you can get somewhere else much more nutritiously, much more freely. Yeah. And I think I think I want to like from that story, reiterate what Sierra said around the idea that like you didn't fail at loving them enough, right? Like it's it's really not that you like didn't put enough effort into helping them with, you know, thinking particularly about your situation, letter writer, right? Like it's not that you didn't love her through the the loss of her loved one enough, right? It's not that you weren't supportive enough during her relapse, right? Like all of that stuff is really true. And I think that also like this anger piece of it on the other side is like, how are you trusting that you are taking up enough space in your own pain in this as well, right? Like, I feel like this thing of like, either I'm so self-effacing that I have no self-esteem right. or, or I'm like I'm, I'm just furious and this person is awful. Are I kind feel of like, that so often, yeah. For sure, like they're like two extremes that we can kind of go back and forth between. And, and I don't think that that's wrong, right? Like, I'm not trying to say you're like not healed in any way, but I do think that there's an opportunity to kind of swing the pendulum as well and say like, you know, sometimes when I am most in my righteous anger, right? Like this person was terrible, this stuff, I also can get a little bit stuck, right? Where I'm just like, I'm not yeah. able to, cause I'm, I'm going through arguments that I want to have with them in my head. I want to like, I'm planning all the ways in which I want to lash out at them or I'm making lists of all the ways that they've aggrieved me. Like I'm still not letting go. Cause I'm still like holding yes. on to that, that piece around like, I didn't deserve this. So part of what I had to trust or do is build enough trust in myself to say, absolutely. I didn't deserve this. Right. Like I trust that I didn't deserve this. I don't have to convince anyone with my righteous anger. I don't have to convince myself. I don't have to convince other people because I believe that I didn't deserve this. So I'm angry at this person for sure. And will continue to be angry at this person, but I don't need to have an argument with them in my head because they, I don't need them to believe that I didn't deserve what happened. Right. I don't need to slash their tires because I don't need them to know that they hurt me because I know it and I'm the person that matters in this, right? Like trying to remember we're all interdependent. So like lean on your people. Like I know that you feel like you don't have a strong group of friends, but like use those friends, like make those connections, but also you're the only one that needs to be convinced that you were harmed in this relationship. Sierra and I believe you a hundred percent. I bet that your ex knows that she harmed you in this relationship. I bet she does. And so the yep. question is, is how do you believe that more fully? And how do you trust yourself in that so that you're not saying, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Like she's going through all this stuff. Like I probably deserved it. Right. That one side, that sort of that self-effacing side or the other side yes. of like this person's awful and they need to know it. And everyone needs to know how come no one can see how much pain I'm in. How come no one cares about how much pain I'm in to some place where we can say, 
I'm deeply hurt. I believe my hurt. I see my hurt. I'm also angry. I yes. see that anger. And I trust that the things that happened to me happened to me. I don't need to convince anyone. I don't need to write it yes. off. It all happened. And I am capable of holding all of the complexity of it while recognizing that I didn't do anything to deserve this behavior from this person. Yes, absolutely. And I, I want to close and just say, if you're listening to this episode and you hear this commentary about people being difficult or hard to love and you internalize that and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. Guess what? It's actually all of us. Like, <laughs> Seriously, yes. <laughs> it is all of us. We have all been difficult to love. We have all been challenging to a counterpart, right? Like, I know I am that to somebody, right? Um, and the thing that we have to really fully embody when we have these conversations is again, that there is no hierarchy of humans, right? We are all interconnected. We are all fucked up in healing. Mm -hmm. We are all equally capable of hurting one another as we are capable of loving and being such a gift and the ease that I'm talking about, right? Like I am, I'm confident that I was a thousand times harder to love, you know, at for one person in my life as I am for Willow to love me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it is not about saying, Oh, I'm such a burden. I'm so hard to love. Everything they said about me was true. Yada, yada. I don't deserve this. It's not about saying that it's about saying, where I, I was in my journey then, then or now made it so our needs were incompatible. Our ability to love one another were incompatible, right? It's, it's the idea that we are all capable of hurting. We are all capable of disappointing. We are all capable of growing. Mm. Um, I just don't want people to hear that. I, I still mean it, you know, but those people that I'm talking about out there are beloved by many, Many people find them easy to love. That, that's what I want to say is many people, the people I was talking about, many people find them easy to love. And I'm just not one of them. They're just not that for me. Um, and it's okay. We are not for everyone. We are. I know I was difficult to love by many of my exes, right? Um, but that doesn't mean I'm less deserving of the easy, good, true love that I have now. So listen, my little critter, one of my favorite names yet. Thank you for crawling down your little tree and writing <laughs> us a story on a piece of bark and sending it in. Uh -huh. I love it. <laughs> um, we love you so much and we hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone, it is Friday. So we are going to give you a blind date. This is when we try and set you up with something that we think you're really going to like. This week, our blind date is... It's a documentary on YouTube by um, from PBS called Casa Susana, Susanna, Casa Susanna. Um, and you can watch it on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Um, and it is about a underground network of transgender women and cross-dressing men in the 50s and 60s that f would go away basically to a summer camp or retreat once a year um, in the Catskill region of New York, really close to where I live. And it was called 
um, Casa Susana, and it was basically this safe haven for for these trans women and um, cross-dressing men to to explore this parts of themselves and mm. explore this self-expression. And um, it's told from the perspective of people who went there, um, children of people who went there. Um, and it's just fascinating, especially in this um, day and age where people are having so many really, really intense conversations about um, the liberties of trans and non-binary people and the idea that this is somehow new or of the internet age. You know, these people, uh, a couple of the stories that really moved me were like, you know, somebody who grew up in Australia who who knew they were trans when they were very little, but didn't know the word for it and, and traveled the world trying to find refuge to be themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and how can, how can something be a new idea when it, it was something so innate to that little child before they even knew what the word was, you know? Anyway, it was just like a really powerful um, short, you know, I think it was like an hour or something. I don't remember. Um, but something to watch on the YouTube, on YouTube, on the YouTube <laughs> about, you know, another chapter of queer history. Um, I just thought it was really, uh, charming. I will really, I'll say one thing that was like a little off putting at one point is that, um, a couple of the people who are interview interviews, um, use the word, the, the words transvestite um and but that was a word that they used at the time to identify as themselves and i just i just want to put that out there because i don't want it, people to be turned off by that but it's kind of explained like that's that's the word they use for themselves at the time and our culture have kind of like outgrown it um but it was charming and powerful and emotional especially given the conversations that are happening in the world right now. For sure. Absolutely. I love that. I will check it out. I'll text it to you right now. Oh, perfect. So you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want ad-free episodes from us or if you want more content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash pod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember, you might be difficult to love by someone, but that doesn't mean you are any less deserving of it. You might find someone to be difficult to love, but that doesn't mean you are incapable of loving we are complex, we are diverse, and we are we are worthy. And there is a love out there that will not make you work quite so hard. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>